0: listening to
1: without borders conversations with kingdom family. This podcast is designed to find out what God is doing in his kingdom with and through his people
0: So the first person that I have on the first guest that I have on this show with me is is the person who actually introduced me to this whole concept of Kingdom Family, she introduced me to a lot of things in the, in the uh, spiritual realm. But as far as like Kingdom Family and the significance of that, uh, she is the one who has, has really kind of guided me through it and, and taught me this concept that's really grabbed the hold of, not only what, what I'm doing here in Medellin, Colombia, but, but the relationships that I have built, uh, throughout throughout the world, really with with people from all kinds of countries. People from the states and things like that. So, uh, I just want to welcome Jennamar, Jennamar Pendleton, to the show, and it's just an honor to have you on with us uh, today. And I just thank you for taking some time out of your out of your day to to be with us.
1: Yeah, it's super exciting! What an honor to be able to be at the ground level of something that that God is birthing and. And something that I feel like this is a subject matter that's at the core of God's heart. So I'm so excited to be able to just share what what the Lord shared with me on what Kingdom Family is.
0: Yeah, so I'd just like to start off a little bit, I think, uh, and just tell everybody kind of how we met. And maybe you can tell a little bit of your side of how we met And then I could tell you a little bit of how it was for me because I know it was a little bit different for both of us, but it was just such a thing where God kind of, kind of put us together. And, you know, we're actually coming up on our one year anniversary of friendship. Did you know
1: that? Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) I'm not good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sentimental, huh? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why don't you just talk, like, tell your story of kind of how we met and, and what, uh, and really, just kind of the—it's kind of a funny story, I think, and it's and it's just humorous. But to see what the Lord has has birthed out of this relationship uh, is exciting.
1: Yeah. So we got to meet in Medellin, Colombia, and it was during a mission trip with Global Awakening. I have done a good bit of travel with them, and and one of the things is you you go with a huge group of people. On this particular trip, um, the trip that I met Jonathan on was the second part of a two-week trip, and I was a little tired, (laughs) so to say the least. and, And with it being so many people, sometimes I can fall into being introverted, so I would get up really early in the morning before everybody else to have my breakfast and to have my coffee, and to be really honest, to kind of dodge people in order to wake up and just get more Jesus in me. I feel like I don't have a lot of Jesus when I first wake up. I have to soak him in. And and so I would get up really early to have my coffee and my breakfast. And I had seen Jonathan a few times kind of doing the same thing on the trip. I would see him in corners with his journal and his Bible and headphones in. And I was already like, yeah, this guy, I can I can run with this guy. He, He's kind of like me. And There was one morning that I had gotten up and I went into the breakfast area and I I had said hello to him, not because I was trying to engage in any sort of conversation, but you know, Jesus was starting to, to, to infiltrate my heart in the morning. And so I, I told him, I told him hi. And, and he said, hi, he's like, I'm so sorry that, um, I'm not, I'm not talking a lot. It's just hard for me to, I don't really talk much in the morning. And I literally Stopped. I had just almost passed this table and I turned around and I said, okay, well, maybe I need to sit with you then <laughs> because I don't talk in the mornings either. And it's so funny because that's all that we did that morning as we just started to connect and talk and um, realize that he was just this awesome guy, I got to hear his story, how he was a missionary in Peru and was hoping to actually transfer to Medellin and, and we just really hit it off. And then after that, got to just have a lot of supernatural experiences and breakthrough um, with the Lord together. So I think that's how we met. I'm a little nervous as to how you viewed our meeting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was uh, it was pretty much like you said. Um, just my, my first impression actually of Jenamar, we were we were in the, the, the foundation that we are serving at uh, in Medellin and, and like, she's just a, like, so Jenna Marr is just a person that you kind of notice. I don't know how to, how to explain it, but I noticed her. She kind of stuck out. I was like, Hmm, she seems to know what she's doing around here. I was like, she must be an old pro at this. Uh, no, but I hadn't talked to you probably that the rest of that day or evening, I hadn't really talked to anybody, but my roommate, um, but then that night, yeah, William Wood did a, did an impartation and I had no idea what an impartation was. I was like, what, what is this? Like, what is an impartation? So they explained kind of what an impartation is. And then, uh, the experience I had was awesome. But then at the end of the night, we're getting ready to go and, and Jenna comes up to me. She's like, and she, and she says that she has a word for me, a prophetic word and that, uh. And she goes on to just tell me a little bit about an impression that she got of, of Nick Billman uh, over me and that the Lord was calling me to do the same type of work that he is doing in Brazil uh, here in, in Medellin. Well, just not, not necessarily in Medellin, but um, really just just in my life, like this the, a similar calling. So I was like, what in the world is this lady doing? And I think it was the next morning is, is when we met at breakfast. I was there and, and you were there. And I think what, actually, I think what you said is you were getting ready to go by. And for some, re- I, for some reason, I think you said, oh, you look like a safe person. You actually said that to me.
1: I totally <laughs> I totally said that. I remember that.
0: You look you I look totally like a safe person. That. I'll sit here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look like you won't talk to me much. But that's
0: but that was my impression. And yeah, and like I said, the Lord had just kind of brought us together in that moment to to really to really be a part of movements of of what he's doing. Not only in in the states and in, in the U.S., but also uh, a calling to to the nations, and it's been uh, such a blessing for me and an honor for me to just spend time with you, to talk with you, uh, and I just you know I th- I just want to thank you for that.
1: Oh yeah, it's so incredible, and and just to speak on a little bit of who Nick Billman is too, and that prophetic word that I had over Jonathan. Nick Billman is actually over a ministry in Recife, Brazil, called Shores of Grace. And and they they do wonderful things out there. They take church out into the street and they'll play worship and in, in the in the slums and and people can people that are completely broken get to experience the presence of God. And they also work with with girls who are sex trafficked or, or have been sexually abused and and they're just doing some incredible work out there and that's definitely something that that I saw on Jonathan's life he is an an incredible incredible um just person and man of god and and he loves people so incredibly well and and that's kind of what what he's starting to do and build in MetaGene so to me too it's a huge honor to be able to see him blossom and grow in those things and and have the opportunity for myself and our family to uh, link arms with his family and start to see and cultivate kingdom family with one another even though we're thousands of miles away
0: yeah and just to just to kind of give you a little bit of of, of my background um I really I haven't I hadn't when I before I met uh Jenamar I really hadn't been moving much in the supernatural other than pursuing God at a at a rate that was <laughs> crazy, you know, reading and studying and, and wanting more into and, and, and wanting more of the Holy Spirit and wanting and, and just being so hungry for God and experiencing things that He has for me and that He has for the nations. And I was on this, we were on the, the trip with Global Awakening and stuff started to happen to me and I was like, what is going on? And the Lord kind of brought Jenomar along to they the speak into that and be like, "Well, this is what's happening. It's perfectly natural. You know, this is how, you, you know, this is what you should do to to kind of cultivate it and things like that." So, it's just been a blessing. She's been uh helping me walk through my spiritual infancy uh with some of the experience that she just sharing some of the experience that she's had and then it kind of helped me relate to what the Lord was doing in my life. So, Uh, It's just been a blessing this relationship So I just want to get into this concept a little bit with you about about kingdom family I feel like kind of what we've talked about gives us a good definition Kind of just how we met and and how we've been Really helping each other pursue the Lord I I think that's a good start to what kingdom family is But maybe you can impact it a little more and uh, share uh, some kind of, uh, revelation that like any revelation that the Lord has give you, given you on this concept.
1: Yeah. So kingdom family is actually something I feel like really new for me, but it's definitely the foundation for me. I, uh, have been in ministry and doing ministry for the past eight years. I got to work on leadership teams and, um, and be pretty pivotal in the the local church. And I heard a lot of times that we were family, we were family. And, and there were, although there were words to it, there was never this action and there was never this place of acceptance. And, and um, I had a season where I was asked to step away from the church that, that I was serving in. And after that, the people that I had called family for years, they, they weren't around and this isn't anything bad on them. It was just this okay, well, how do we define family? Because this doesn't feel like family. And, and as I was healing from that and, and really trying to also step into what my call was to the nations, I was traveling a lot, doing a lot of trips with different organizations and where I feel like this was actually rooted in me was on a trip with uh, global missions of awareness, which is Leif Hetland's ministry. We had gone to Cuba and, uh, It was radical how I even ended up on that trip. I didn't even know who the Hetlands were, and I just got this random email in my inbox about this trip to Cuba and felt like the Lord was calling me to go, and I did. And I had no idea what an impact that trip was going to have on me. I, I went on this trip with 20 other people, and I would like to say probably half of them I would consider Kingdom Family and talk to on a regular basis. And so what I saw there was so beautiful, and and Leif and Jennifer Hetland do this so well, of everybody has a seat at the table, everybody has a place. It's part of our identity to have a seat at the table. And so I got to experience that there, and instead of seeing people and brothers and sisters compete with one another like I had seen so many times before, in giftings, compete in their voices being heard. I really watched uh, each one of us just rally around one another. And so I had an opportunity there. It wasn't an opportunity that I wanted, but, but I got an opportunity uh, to translate for life. And as I was on stage and I was called up there, it was a beautiful thing. Like I'd actually I was having an encounter with the Holy Spirit before I had gone on stage. I had no idea that I was going to be doing that. And in this encounter, I'm weeping. And then somebody had walked up to me and told me, hey, it's time for you to get on stage. And I had no idea what they were talking about <laughs> because I had been encountering the Lord so heavily. And they were like, no, it's time for you to go and translate for life. And and so I went to get up and I watched these women come around me, these women that I had only known four or five days. And they surrounded me and they started to clean the mascara that was dripping underneath my chin from, from all the crying that I was doing. And they cleaned me up. And, and I got on stage and, and I did this radical thing for the Lord that I, I probably wouldn't have done had I not been hit by the Holy Spirit. And I feel like that's the moment that I really started to understand Kingdom Family. Because I look down at this crowd of people. And instead of them looking at me with content or looking at me with, uh, you know, it happens. People are like, why does that happen to her and not to me? Like, I I see that a lot in the body of Christ, the the misunderstanding of one's identity and inheritance, you know, and I I looked down into this crowd and I, I saw these people crying for me and I saw these people praying for me. And I saw these people cheering me on and it was such a new concept for me. And when I got off stage, like the way that they surrounded and encouraged, it was just something different. And, and I remember being like, Lord, like, I think that this is what I've been looking for. Like, I think that this is the definition of family. And so I started to really pursue relationship with those people and, um, they, they've become people that run with me and my ministry that run with me into nations that do life with me on on a daily basis and I really started to just go after how do I cultivate this in all of my relationships One of the things that life says and, and I love it is that we don't have to try and, and buy our position you know our like if we don't there's a huge pizza pie, there's enough of pizza to go out to every single one of our brothers and sisters, because our Papa is the owner of the pizza place. So we, we get to rest in who we are and rest in who our brothers and sisters are and move together as a team, as a body. And I feel like, uh, the Holy spirit really exemplifies that to, uh, really the, the triune God, right? We have the Godhead and, um, Jesus we have Holy Spirit and and that's a family we're called sons and daughters we call papa God you know like it's it's all about family the and and I have just seen that that's really that's what brings a purity into ministry and that's what brings a purity into just how we live life with one another
0: Wow that's great <laughs> that was really uh special what you just shared there thank you Um yeah and I think for just just to give a uh, an example of kind of how contagious this is and how that has impacted your life i think i think how that experience has impacted your life has set up the relationships that you have for kingdom family for example um you know watermarked had the had this conference uh, last fall with William Wood and people came in from all over the states, all over the, really all over the, all over the world because I was coming in from Medellin and, and uh, Tom Tom and Jennifer Atwater were coming in from Medellin and, and the thing that I remember and I think the thing that impacted me other than, other than everything that William was speaking on and, and Tom got to share as well, but like just the family atmosphere that was present at this conference um, there was people that I didn't know I've never met before but you were you had created family with them so in return you have created family with me you have created family with them so as soon as we met um, there was that was family we're family so people that I've never met before people that I've never encountered for or talked to before like I just felt like they're my family and i felt like they have a purpose in my life and i have a purpose in their life and just these relationships that have cultivated out of who you know now who i know and they're like my brothers and sisters now and i don't really i don't have to talk to them every day or every week you know we we communicate a lot, you and I do, but I don't have to talk to these brothers and sisters every day or every week, but every time I do talk to them, it's just like we pick up where we left off, like, hey, we're family, we love each other, how you doing? Like, So there's just this level of relationship and intimacy that you have kind of built around you in, in this ministry that uh, you're cultivating, as well as these relationships that you're cultivating. So that would, that was my experience, like kind of what the Lord had revealed to me, like, wow, these people are brothers and sisters right away. And, man, that was easy. <laughs> because I'm not, you know, I'm not the world's greatest extrovert at all, but I don't have to worry about it because I know that these people, people uh, love me because they love you and they love the Lord. And it's just... Uh, a crazy thing to, to even really talk about because it doesn't always go like that. You know, it doesn't always go like that. Like sometimes there's just fighting all the time, like between family, like fighting all the time. Or or the <laughs> the worst thing about it is probably the, the uh, offense. You know, someone's offended by this, someone's offended by that. But with the relationships and how you have kind of set things up and what has been revealed to you, is to walk in family that is not offended by one another.
1: Yeah, I think that that's really important. And the thing too, let me talk a little bit about how we started to really cultivate that when we came back and and, and it was really being completely vulnerable and honest with one another about our feelings, about what's going on in our lives. There's just there's no holding back in this community that we have and with family because there, there shouldn't be right. It's, it's this place of, of deep vulnerability. This is how I'm feeling. These are my thoughts. Like this is what I'm struggling with. And, and, and knowing that I'm sharing that with somebody who's not going to judge me. And so there's no place for offense in that, in in those types of relationships, because if I'm openly talking to you about, about how I feel about certain situations and it's easy for me to say hey you know Jonathan that this and this was sad and and this is kind of how it made me feel let's unpack that because I feel like the holy spirit has something to teach us here and and not saying that Jonathan and I have have had any sort of dispute but but if we would like I know that he would honor me and so that's that's one of the big components of kingdom family is honor establishing a culture of honor for one another. Like I honor who Jesus is in you and I honor the way he operates in you and I honor the way that you're running after him. So we're, we're running together and I see it like if I win, then you win. If you win, then I win. And there's not this place of con- competition at all. So when we start to bring people in as family, like those are the things that we have to teach them. And it's something that has to be constantly repeated because we have to also see that, like even myself, I didn't grow up in a family that was whole, that uh, didn't come without its issues. I grew up in a lot of trauma. And so I didn't know how to do family. God had to show me God brought people into my lives, into my life that like wanted to love me deeply, wanted to have relationship with me. and And sometimes when we're cultivating kingdom family, we have to help people walk through that too and let them know, like, I'm here and I love you for who you are, not what you produce in my life. I love you solely for who you are in Christ. And that's when you start seeing things shift. And when you have that type of culture with people, other people notice and and they become hungry, right? And they're not hungering for what we've cultivated. They're hungering for Jesus because that is who Jesus is. Jesus wants relationship, he wants friendship, he wants family. And so we've been able to see how how that concept changes ministry, how that changes family, um, our own family units, when we're able to just bring people in and love them wholeheartedly. So in, in ministry time, I've seen the most powerful, uh, ministry times because I, when I travel with kingdom family and, and Jonathan mentioned a uh, watermark. So watermarked is, is our ministry. Jonathan sits on that board. So watermarked ministries is is cultivated on kingdom family. And there are certain people that I travel with when we go to conferences or we go and teach in the nations. And it's so beautiful because I know value and honor the gifts of my brother and sister, and they know, value, and honor the gift on me. And so I operate in the prophetic, but so do my brothers and sisters. And and their prophetic gifting is much different than mine. So it is such a rest to be able to fold into them when there's a situation that needs to be ministered to that I know that person's anointed to minister in. And I get to sit back and cheer them on. Like, yes, you're being exactly who God has called you to be, and I get to witness it. And that I just feel like that's the incredible thing of Kingdom Family. It's the rest that we get to have too, of being brothers and sisters with one another.
0: Yeah, and what's what's special about it as well is just the the impact that it can have. Just the impact of loving and honoring people who are close to you, I mean, because if you want to see your brother and sister lifted high and exalted, like, like the Bible talks about it all the time, like, there's, there's different, people are going to be elevated higher than me in the kingdom, in the spiritual realm, and I understand that, Uh, but I want to exalt who the Lord exalts, like, I want to be, I want to exalt who he lifts high, like, I want to honor them, and it's such a, and just in today's society, it's such a, 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 a counterculture almost because everybody looks out for me, me, me. What can I get? How can I be number one? How can I get ahead in life? You know, but if you stop and you think about it, the way you get ahead in life is to honor your brother and sister. That's what it comes down to. It's not just putting yourself above others or, or saying you're all that or, or whatever. It's... It's just honoring your brothers and sisters and lifting them up and exalting them. Exalt who, who the Lord exalts.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that that's a change in culture, right? Because the world says, dog eat dog, I go first. Um, and, and that's all tied into identity, right? It's If you know who you are, then you know that you don't have to place yourself in position. God is always going to put you where he needs you, and one of the sayings that I hold really true to is, it's not about who you know, it's about whose you are, because the world will consistently say, like, you have to put yourself in position to meet this person, you have to network with that person in order to get to where it is that you feel like your call is, but but when you sit in your identity and you sit in this kingdom family culture, you just know, because God is my is my father, he is always going to give me opportunity. He is always going to put me in front of the people that I'm supposed to meet. And I've got to really experience that all over the world. There He has sent me specifically to nations to meet certain people. And, and that's exemplified in the Cuba story that I told you, this the story of how uh, you and I met Jonathan all, all the basis of that is God saying, it's always about who's you are and not who you know. And so once we, we grab a hold of those parts of our identity, I feel like kingdom culture is really easy because then we know like we're not having to fight to get to the top. Um, we already are at the top. We're at level ground at the top of the mountain at the cross. We're at level ground. And and so then I get to be free from having to live in works-based theology, and then I'm free to love you wholeheartedly, because there's nothing in you that can shift what God has for me, other than how you love and encourage me.
0: Yeah, that's so well said, uh, Jenna That's just like, it's such a thing, It's such an important thing for, for people to grasp, especially in ministry especially people who might be thinking about being in ministry part time full time but it's really how we should begin to live our lives how we should look to build the relationships around us how we should look to maybe salvage relationships in our own family you know come out of yeah. things like in in your own like birth family like come out of things that have that the devil has has, or the enemy has tried to destroy, you know, and, and bring it back. Like, start there, start inside your birth family, set that up kingdom living. And you're like, Oh, you know, people say, Oh, that's so hard. You know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what they did to me. Well, it doesn't matter because the Lord has called us to do something that, that is not always for this world. You know, it's, it's for a spiritual war realm. It's for the, this realm here, but like the Lord has called us higher to, to really kind of move past the, the petty disagreements, or maybe it's, it's more than petty, but maybe it's heavy stuff. I know, I know some, you know, there's some things in, in a little bit of your family history. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but like, how does that look like, how does kingdom family maybe look like in, in your birth family or your relationship with your husband and your, and your children? Or your parents and your brothers and sisters.
1: That's such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um You know, my heart goes out because it's not always easy in your birth family and 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 I feel too that just because it's not happening in your birth family doesn't mean that you can't cultivate that in other places. Because you're solely responsible for how it is that you treat love and include others, you're not responsible for the way that they react back, and and so for me and and my family, I, I wish that I could say that it's as easy, but it, everything has to come down to the identity of everybody involved. So so when so when we we think about this this topic of cultivating it in both realms like yeah absolutely like love pursue and never think of yourself higher than others I think that that's the first place of cultivating that and as far as my family unit my husband my kids I think that you just live it you just live it you live the same the same way that you would try to cultivate family with others you do it within your home i honor you i honor my husband i honor my kids i honor their giftings i honor who they are i i listen to when they feel like they don't hit the mark and i go into a place of encouragement i i don't just go after them doing things for me and so for us it's been as a family unit in my home that's a normal thing. How do we create family with the people around us? And even when it's not reciprocated, because sometimes it's not, but, but in the same way, that's such a great example of Jesus, because there's so much of what Jesus did that was not reciprocated, but he did it anyways. So sitting in a place where we're not offended, sitting in a place that if we do have an offense, that we come out and we, we deal with it. Hey, like, this is offending me and 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 I don't want this in my heart. And I just want to talk through this is so important. And having healthy confrontation, I think that where healthy confrontation sits, um, a good foundation of a family gets built because we're we're talking about the things that the enemy is trying to use against us. and and this is the thing when we we don't deal with the things in our in our lives and we don't deal with the offense in our lives. There's always a voice speaking into it and you get to choose whether you allow the spirit of God to speak into a situation or you allow uh, the enemy to speak into the situation, but always know that somebody's speaking into it. And so in that, I'm always looking for within our family, okay, where is the Lord in this? What is, what is the line in this? And so this morning, even the Lord gave me some verses I wanted to share. When I asked him, I said, God, what does kingdom family mean to you? And he he clearly said Ephesians three14. and and I kind of added and, and read on because I felt like it was it was all a part of it. And it says, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so if I, as your sister Jonathan, take those verses and truly in my heart want that for you, that you be filled to completeness, that your innermost being be strengthened by his spirit, that you understand how high, how wide, how long, how deep his love is for you, then then that's the foundation. There's no way that I can want that for you and have malice, have conceit, have selfishness, jealousy, or any of those other things because it says in scripture that love covers all of that. So I think at the basis of it it's identity and love. How do we love? Everything comes down to love. How do I love the person in front of me? How do I love the people in my home? How do I love, you know, a brother or sister who's not in line and doesn't understand who they are and and are not acting as they should. It all comes down to how do we just love them, and then that's how they experience family.
0: That's good. That's some good stuff right there. Uh, Man. So uh, thank you for just spending some time explaining that and kind of unpacking what Kingdom Family is. I, I appreciate that. Now, how would... How would people get a hold of you, like if, if they wanted to talk or leave you a message or maybe just, uh, you know, contact the ministry? How, what's a good way for them to do that?
1: So you could do that through social media at Watermarked Ministries. Uh, we're on Facebook as well as Instagram. And then you could also send in prayer requests or contacts through our website, which is www.watermarkedministries.com.
0: Oh, that's so great. Uh, So why don't you just uh, pray for us and just pray a blessing over anybody that uh, might listen to this. Just a blessing of kingdom family.
1: Yeah. So, God, we just thank you so much that the government of heaven is family. God, I thank you that the foundations of the earth were laid with your want for your sons and daughters, to be fully understanding of what family is. So God, I just ask right now for those who have not experienced that, Lord, that you do the same for them as you did for me, Lord, that their family come, Lord, that their family come out of just the, out of the most unexpected places, Lord. And I just pray for those who long for it. And, and I just feel I feel such a softened heart in that space, God, that, that they, they need, they need the encouragement of people that love them for who they are and not what they produce. So God, I just ask that you multiply Lord, that every single testimony that we've gotten to share today is the testimony of Jesus. And you say that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which means it can happen again. So God, I just ask that you unveil to them the people that they're supposed to be in community with and the people whose lives they're supposed to be invested in. And we just bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
1: Thank you for listening to Without Borders, Conversations with Kingdom Family.